Hey, this is Edgar. Hi, it's Lifia. And welcome to the Minority Report podcast. We're back. Today, we talk about Comic-Con and Midsommar. Okay, this is a special episode because not only are we back. Um, we back, we back, we, we back. back. And we back, and we back. Like, this is quite the episode to come back to because, one, we've missed, like, a whole bunch of just stuff happening in the world, which is par for the course for I us mean, now. I mean, we say that every week, so, like, you should know by now. Yes, but we come back during Comic-Con, so we're doing our Comic-Con episode. There's a lot of new trailers, a lot happening with Marvel, like, a lot happening with like Marvel. a lot. Uh, some pretty, actually, very cool stuff, so we're going to get into a lot of that, and then... A favorite of ours is getting a movie, the Steven Universe movie. So hype. So we're going to talk about that too. And then for the second half of this episode, uh, we're going to review a movie because guess what? Olivia and I had actually seen a movie. It happens. It happened. We saw the same movie. It happens rarely, but it has happened. But it it happened. We saw the same movie. We're going to review Midsummer or Midsommar. 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 Very divisive movie. Um, anyway, so before we get into all of that, whenever we take a long break, it's good to catch up. So, Alifia, why were we gone? What were you doing? What's going on? It was my fault, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the motherland, Pakistan. Yes, that's awesome. My best friend was getting married. That's awesome. Also, thank you. Uh, Olivia brought me stuff from uh, Pakistan because she's an amazing friend. And I have to say thank you for the spicy gummies because they were delicious. Like, absolutely delicious. I got Edgar more than spicy gummies. She did. But the spicy gummies, that's Those where it's at. That's where it's at. I'm joking. Everybody <laughs> loved the spice. Like, they, I brought back a whole box. So uh, everybody got some spicy gummies. Yes. And like, everybody, everyone unequivocally was like, Yo, they're so these good. candies. They're so good, for sure. Well, so, Olivia, you missed uh, our 4th of July. You I were did. gone during 4th of I July. I missed, they did a spicy snack party. They had a spicy snack party. And I was like, y'all couldn't wait till I came back from the land of spicy snacks? Well, we just, you know, it, it happened, and I gotta say, so we had, okay, so this was a, what our spicy Wouldn't party Wouldn't spicy was. gummies have been clutch for that party? Dude, they would have. They really would have. Um, but anyways, number one, Okay, actually, real quick, what's your number one? I'm speaking about the USA of of America. We're right here. Um, what is your favorite spicy snack here? Okay. So if you had to pick. It's hard because we're in Texas. I had sabritonas the other day, and I was like, oh, I forgot how much I love these chips. Okay, okay, okay. So I love those. Okay. They're not yeah. that spicy, though. They have a kick, but they're not so spicy. Okay. But they still might be your favorite, though. Yeah, I think they're my favorite. Okay. They just taste real good. I go hot Cheetos with limon. That's my favorite. Dude, that stuff, oh, that's so good, too. That's so good. And that was the- That's no- like a close second. That was the number one at our spicy party. Like, people loved I on- that Honestly, snack. yeah. That's like a very close second I love for me. that one. I love that one. So the uh, the reason we had a spicy snack party was because uh, the LA Times released like their list of ranked spicy snacks and their number one um, 
was spicy Doritos, which totally is like incorrect. Shook everyone. We're like, whoa, what? Like, how is it not hot Cheetos? Like, the number one hot snack has to be hot Cheetos. It is it, hot Cheetos. No, hot Cheetos is number four. No, I mean, like, yes, yes. maybe on the list it's number, number four, four, but it's but like, it's, but it's hot Cheetos. Because it is the originator. It is like what started the spicy snack revolution like, for Frito-Lay. Even now, if you want a spicy chip, are you going to buy anything but a hot Cheeto? I mean, but it, okay. So if you break it up into different categories, like I could buy uh, a jalapeno chip, but that's different. I put that in a different category. Jalapeno chips are different. Yes. I don't know why they're different, but, but they, they are. are. I know it's so weird. Like in my mind, they're a different compartment. They are not the same. <laughs> no, as a hot they Cheeto. don't like, because there is a difference between a natural. hot Cheeto and like a kettle jalapeno chip. Because it is natural. Yeah. I will, when I'm thinking hot snacks, it is that red dust powder that is not natural at all. Hot snacks but are so like delicious. the shit that's going to give you cancer. For sure. Like, or an ulcer or something. Or an like, ulcer. Yeah. In like 10 years. For sure. Which uh, ain't going to stop me from eating yeah. them because they're delicious. But if you're going for a spicy chip. Yeah. Right. And I'm not. I'm not talking kettle chips. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking that lane. Okay. If you're gonna go for a spicy, spicy snack. Yeah, it's hot Cheetos. It's. It has to be hot Cheetos. Or one of the variations of hot Cheetos. Hot, hot Cheetos, Cheetos and limon. Or extra, extra hot Cheetos, Ooh. which I do not mess with. That is some hot stuff. I don't mess with that. That's just pure pain. Yeah. Some people like the pure pain though. I. I can't handle it. I want some flavor. Masochist man. For sure. Anyways, uh, before we make this a hot Cheetos podcast, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Uh, we're glad to be back, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's what we. Th- you know, not a very good excuse. We we're having spicy snacks. Olivia had a good excuse. She was out of the country. I was uh, gallivanting around. Yes, but we're back. Um, all right, so let's start with this Comic Con stuff because this is so exciting, dude. So much. We so. Uh, we've done Comic-Con episodes before. Um, Gonna do one again. And I think the, the the part of the big reason is because it's like a time for... It used to be like a comic book specific thing, but now it's a time for like studios just to release the big trailers for the big movies coming out within yeah. the year or the next, you know? They're like, here are our big blockbusters. Here yes. are like just our pop culture tent poles. Yes. So um, let's go through some of the stuff, some of the crazy trailers that were released. Um, I guess we can talk about the first trailer I heard of first at Comic-Con actually was not a comic book movie. It was Top Gun. Yeah, Top man. Top Gun Maverick. A weird thing to be released at Comic-Con. Because usually when oh, you yeah. have like Comic-Con releases, it's still sort of like... In the vein of Of, nerd culture, what have you. Right. Comic book adjacent. Top Gun is like... Not comic book adjacent. (laughs) So, obviously, it is the sequel to the original Top Gun, which came out 35 years ago. Dude. What? Is that the longest span between sequels? It might be. It has to be. Right? Yeah. Oh, my. Wait, no. Star Wars. No. because Yeah, maybe Star Wars. For the prequels and the, anyways, whatever. I don't know. It Top Gun's up there for sure. Um, anyways, so Top Gun trailer, Tom Cruise, who uh, by the way is fifty-seven. I had to look this up because I could not believe what's happening. Uh, is flying the jets in this trailer in this movie? Yeah, flies- all of the cockpit shots are him flying the plane. Wild, very wild, very wild. Because he 
Like, it's not just that he's, like, flying the... Like, him flying the plane itself is wild. Because it but is a hard thing to do. It's not an easy thing to it's do. It's a hard thing to do. And he's Tom Cruise. He's worth a lot of money. Yes. He, I'm yes. pretty sure he's the ca- everyone yes. was telling Tom Cruise not to do this. And Tom Cruise was like, nah. He's the cash I'm cow. I'm going to do they put, this. Yeah. Tom Cruise is so... Like, he is so powerful. Dude. He can just say, sorry, studio. I'm flying the airplane. You want this movie or not? And the studio has to like say, okay, Tom Especially Cruise. Especially Top Gun. It's like, how are you going to make Top Gun without Tom Cruise? I know. But so not only they reboot Top Gun, they could have rebooted it. They could have, but like they, you know, it's not that he's just like flying the plane straight, which is already insane. But he is doing stunts. Oh yeah, he's like flipping that plane around. Man is crazy. Man Man is man's wild. Man is crazy. Um, I have to say though, I have a huge soft spot for Tom Cruise because. His movies are wild, wildly inter- entertaining. Oh, yeah. Dude, Tom Cruise is so entertaining and, and man, so charming. And man can act. Like, like I know he's oh a Scientologist and I know he's crazy. He's, yeah. I don't know if he's actually crazy. Yeah. But like, I know he's, he's a wild man, though. For I sure. Know he's, I, like, he also looks great in this trailer. We were talking about it while we were watching it. It's like, how is this man, 57, 57. looks incredible. What are they feeding, feeding him? him? What's going on here? What skin treatment is the man on? And he looks good for his age. He doesn't look like he's doing anything crazy. Like he just looks like very just well-lived, like well-lived person. Yeah. He looks like he's in his forties. Eternal, internally. Young. You know what I mean? It, it, and I will be fair. You can sort of tell that, you know, he's a little like, you can tell he's older. He's definitely yeah. not prime. But um, like he doesn't look like he's fifty seven. He definitely no. looks like he's in his forties. Exactly, and that which is wild, man. Amazing. That's just purely amazing. He's almost sixty. Okay, so my question is, who asked for this Top Gun sequel? Because it was not me. I was not asking. For Here's this. the thing, and this is like this: the bone I have to pick with yeah. Hollywood in yeah. general. Yeah. They are pulling all all sorts of nostalgia. Like nothing is original content anymore. And like, they're just like, oh, Top Gun is a popular movie. And like, we're coming up on 35 years. A lot of people, like Top Gun's starting to phase out of this cultural zeitgeist. So let's fucking bring it back and rake in the money while we can. that's, that's That's an interesting hot take. It is a hot take. Hmm. But I, like, but that's the thing. Sequels, sequels make money. Yes. So I, <clears throat> whoa, I lost my voice Especially there. for like beloved properties yes. like Top Gun. Top Gun is like a beloved movie. Yes. I, so I've seen Top Gun. I remember what, like I went through, I didn't necessarily go through, but we went like when I was younger, we watched a lot of Tom Cruise movies, like me and my cousins, like a lot of Tom Cruise movies is really weird. But anyways, Top Gun was one of those movies and I had a lot of love for it, but I actually had a lot of love for uh, Mission Impossible. That was like my real love uh, with Tom Cruise. But Top Gun uh, uh, was definitely one of those movies. So I have some fond memories of Top Gun. But honestly, I'd kind of not that I had forgotten about that movie, but I was just sort of like, hey, like that's a product of the eighties. Like I hadn't necessarily thought, Oh, that yeah, would be it was an eighties movie. Well, and it's like about fighter. It's like about war, about fighter pilots, about Russians. And that's not really stuff that we deal with. Like we're, we're not making movies about fighter pilots as much anymore. Cause we don't really engage in fighter pilot stuff in real life. You know what I mean? We got drones now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's like, and they mentioned that in the movie, like we're not going to need you anymore. And he's like, that may be true, but for now, 
you do. And I sort of feel like that's what this trailer is for. Like, it's what Tom Cruise is saying to Hollywood. Like, we may not, there might come a day when we don't need Tom Cruise, but for now, you need Tom Cruise. I kind of felt that way. Uh, the trailer was awesome. Like, even though I wasn't asking for it, the trailer was totally dope. Oh, yeah, dope. the trailer was dope. It looked great. It totally harkened back to the original movie. Um, it it looks really good. Like, and I, I bet you it's going to be a good movie. Like, yeah, it's so. going to be fun. Okay. Other big trailer that had come out The Witcher with Henry Campbell. I got to say, wow. This is man's buff. Man's buff. Um, <laughs> I don't have a lot. So I never played the Witcher games and I did not read the books. I know the books books came out first. No, nothing about it. But I know people love this. It looks looks like it will be cool. It looks cool. But my main complaint, and I said this right after the trailer. Yeah, it's so funny. Is oh my god! It's I was Netflix. laughing when you said this. They have <laughs> they have so, all the money, dude. They have so much money, and the rest of the effects and the prosthetics look great. But Henry Cavill's wig looks so fucking crusty. I just don't understand. <laughs> it looked terrible, dude. It looks, it looks so terrible. bad. And my so my big comment was that man is look more power to more power to him, but man is too buff. Man is literal he man. He is so buff. There's a shot of him like shirtless and it literally looks like someone inflated balloons for his arms. <laughs> like, and then you have the terrible wig on top of that. And it's just like. There's some funniness happening there. It's just there, for so sure. weird. But the rest of the trailer looked pretty cool. Yes, I might did. check it out. I might check it out. Uh, but whatever. And I know, it's like a fantasy series. I'm yes. into it. Yes. And I know people were very, very excited for it. So good for them. That's awesome. Uh, next big trailer. It chapter two it chapter two so we'd already seen a preview trailer that had come out before comic-con but then we got a full trailer during comic-con a lot more is shown uh it looks fucking awesome yeah i think it looks great what do you think i didn't watch the first it movie but i thought the first half of, Dude, i know I another know. one I haven't, of those even, imbi- I haven't even seen the original it movie i'm the worst Dude, it's we're fine. moving on it's fine, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but you should what you should this most recent one is uh i heard I it's heard like it's good. a fun it's like uh not fun but it's like a um a very exil- thrilling that's the word a very yeah. thrilling i mean movie. like the i thought the first half of like it's a ride yeah i mean like the it trailer is really good but especially like the first half i what i thought it was super effective i was like yeah. oh yeah this is yeah. wild yeah it looks great it looks great so i'm very very excited for that the cast is stacked man cast is stacked you have, uh jessica chastain you have uh, or yeah. I always confuse them. I was Jessica about to say, or, or Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> I'm always they like, made which a, is What's which? it called? Bryce Dallas? I think it was Bryce Dallas Howard who like did a sketch <laughs> once where she's like, I'm not Jessica Chastain. <laughs> well, I got it right first, but I second questioned myself. Like, I was like, am I right? Second guess myself. Uh, and then it's got uh, Ma- James McAvoy. It's got um, uh, 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 Bill Hader. Uh, who else is... I'm missing some people, but I mean, it's got a, it's, a, it's stacked. It's stacked. It's got a great cast. Um, so excited to see where that goes. Let's watch that first it movie. We'll do a movie night and then, uh, we can go see the second one. Cause the Damn. second one's going to be awesome. Um, okay. So, um, should we talk Steven universe before we head to Marvel land? Man, Marvel's a tra- lot. That was the trailer. So end on Marvel and on Marvel. Okay. So, uh, I'm sure we're missing some trailer that we were not talking about and we apologize. Uh, but the trailer we really want to talk about <laughs> is for Steven universe 
the, the movie. movie. That is the name of the movies. Uh, wow. I am so excited. It's Dude, so pumped. So pumped. <laughs> so pumped. So if you've not seen Steven Universe, we've talked about it on the show before. Um, hands down, my favorite animated show right now. You need to watch it. It's it is so good. So, not only is it so good, the writing is amazing. The art is amazing. Uh, the music is amazing. Um, it's a groundbreaking show. It like, really is. When it comes to uh, f- a family identity, when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to everything that's like a hot topic, Steven Universe tackles it in such a sweet and empathetic way. It's always so beautifully oh my, oh handled. Oh my God. So beautifully handled. So, so well handled. And that it's like a TV show that kids are watching is so inspiring. And I'm like, this is great. I love that kids get to see something like, I wish I had something like this. I know, I right? Amazing. 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 Like literally the, the thesis of the show is just like, be <laughs> empathetic towards people. Yes. Like, be, be so like, just be so, so empathetic Be towards so people. empathetic and sympathetic that villains don't fight you <laughs> like that's what the show has become and it's so funny because like the basic premise of the show the way it was sort of sold to us is that it's this like group of alien like alien people on earth who are who go on adventures who go on adventures and, like, and are like kicking butt like they're fighting yeah like, but then the show slowly transforms into this huge like violence is not the answer like a huge message but then this trailer comes out it looks like violence might be the answer for this trailer holy cow so a time jump Shit happens gets dark oh yeah steven's steven's old now it's two years later steven's steven's a teen steven's he was a teen, teen before but he's like grown into he's a, teenhood i know i think when i texted you i was like i know steven was a teen but now he's a teen teen <laughs> he's like he was 13 before now he's yes. 15 he's like I'm, deep in the throes of teenage yes, jump like 15 16 to me is like that's the real teenage years you oh know yeah what i mean like 13, i don't think you're truly a teenager until you're like 15 16 exactly exactly for sure i feel like 13 14 you're still too young that's i feel like yeah so for me, I feel like preteen should truly be like 12 yeah. to 14, yeah, yeah, yeah. 15, 16, 17, 18. 18. That's you're like prime, prime teen. teen. Yes, for sure. And then, you know, like 1920 is like, all right, I'm phasing into adulthood yes. now. So Steven, prime teen. So he's and I love that the animation to make him seem like older and bigger as they make his neck longer which is so they just cute. they just made him taller and made him a little bit skinnier yeah and that's like, all they did that's all they did but it's so cute and so it's just like oh he just lost his baby fat and the voice actor is the voice is deeper because the voice, the voice is actor deeper. is actually growing up with steven which is yeah so the voice cool. actor's voice has actually like it's changed jo- throughout the show yeah and like it dropped a while ago he's right. just been pitching it up and now yeah. he's just like all right we I'm out here. Now. I'm old now. We're old so, now. <laughs> we're old now. So this is my voice. This is what you get. Um, so we actually don't see quite a lot in the trailer. It's very short, but we do see glimpses of the new villain, unnamed villain. Who villain. is seems wild. Wild. Crazy movements. Also, she has a gem, which is wild because we thought the only villains were the diamonds at this point. So it's like Lots of craziness is happening here. Yeah, and that got resolved. Yeah, so what's happening here? Um, and it looks like it might be the end of the world, and Steven and the Crystal Gems have to save it. Do you have Do you have any theories? Dude, no, but she's pink, which, like, that's that's not a color you want her to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Something's up. Some, something's up. Maybe she's, like, 
a little portion of pink. I don't know. Ooh, theories. 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 I don't want to get into it because some people have may have not seen Steven Universe. But if you have it, y'all, do yourself a favor. Watch this show. It's so, so great. And you're at the best point to watch it because everything has been released. Yeah. You can just go on like five seasons of just binging. You yes. weren't with us during the Steven yes. bombs and oh, the weird goodness. release schedule. Yeah, you get to see the whole thing. So the movie comes out September 2nd. So it's coming out soon. Soon. So, We're going to do a watch party. Yeah. Get, get your butts on this and binge Steven universe. Uh, also shout out to the quick shot of Steven rocking out with his dad. Cause that was adorable. Guitar dad. Guitar dad. Loved it. Um, all right. Let's get to it. The big beast. Marvel. Strap in. Four. Uh, yeah. So while D, while uh, uh, Game of Thrones was having a disastrous panel because D&D didn't show up and it was like a huge thing, Marvel was happening. Um, so we won't even get into the, the whole Game of Thrones fiasco uh, happening at uh, 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 Comic-Con. Game of, uh, Game of Thrones. Marvel, on the other case, on the other hand, holy cow, announcements on top of announcements. We finally got the lineup of Phase 4. Phase 4, baby. Which is wild to think about because I remember when the uh, uh, announcement for Phase 3 came out and it was pretty huge. Mm -hmm. So Phase 4 is actually the shortest phase. Yeah. Uh, It's only a year, but it's going to be a crazy year. It's going to be packed. So let me read out. That's because they'd be releasing Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they have like they legit and like it's crazy because they legitimately have like what seven or eight productions going at once. Yeah, which is crazy. Okay, here here here's here's the the phase four schedule. May first, twenty twenty, Black Widow, her own movie, which is awesome. Fall twenty twenty, The Falcon and the Winter the Winter Soldier TV series on Disney Plus. So a big part of phase four will be TV shows and like expensive ass high quality movie, movie style TV shows, movie ass TV, TV shows. shows on Disney streaming service, Disney plus. So that's going to be crazy. Uh, then the next movie, November 6, 2020, the Eternals movie. So the Eternals, this is the one that's getting a lot of hype because people are saying this is like the most diverse cast um, ever. And actually, I'm a bad podcast host. Let me pull up a list of this cast real quick. I am so horrible. Sorry. There we go. Okay. All right. So here are the cast members for this movie. Angelina Jolie will be in it. Uh, Richard Madden, who is best known as Rob Stark. Uh, Ma Dong Soik uh, is the forgotten one. Kumail Nanjiani um, who all of a sudden is a superhero, which is kind of crazy. Like, know, good for dude. him. Uh, Salma Hayek as the leader of the team, Ajak. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, of course, of Atlanta fame. Uh, Lauren Rudolph and Leah McHuff. Um, this is, a, number one, it's a huge cast. It's a diverse cast. Um, and also, it's like a, a to- like a very different movie than Marvel has done before. Because it's not typical characters um, that we, we would like normally see in a superhero movie. They're like 
descendants of celestial beings. So they're like pretty much like gods. Uh, so that's going to be sort of fascinating and interesting to see them explore that. And I have no doubt that they can do it justice. I mean, they, you know, they've made movies like Guardians of the Galaxy work. So I have no doubt that they can make it work. Um, but that was pretty cool. So that's coming in uh, November 6th, 2020. So yeah. stretching. Also being directed by a Chinese woman named Chloe Zhao. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, moving on, February 12th, 2021. Uh, Shang-Chi, the movie, The Legend of the Ten Rings, ooh, which is a mysterious terror group that we heard about before uh, in previous Marvel movies. Uh, spring 20, uh, 2021, WandaVision, another Disney Plus TV show, which will uh, be about um, Wanda and the Vision. So Wanda plays Scarlet Witch, or Elizabeth Olsen plays Wanda, who is Scarlet Witch in the movie. Sorry. <laughs> so that's spring uh, 2021. And uh, it happens after the events of uh, Endgame. Uh, yes. So it's is, interesting. Because mm, if, if you know what happens in that movie, it's yes. like, ooh. So then that's going to what's going to what's going to go on. Yes. That TV show is going to lead into another movie, which will also star um, Elizabeth Olsen, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So that's going to be uh, obviously Benedict Cumberbatch movie, but uh, Elizabeth Olsen will be co-star in that movie. And Marvel's done that before, but the story in WandaVision will directly lead into um, that movie. And that's going to be very interesting because it's being billed as Marvel's first horror movie. Gamble on gamble. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. Um, following that, uh, spring 2021, we have the Loki series, another Disney Plus TV show. Now, this show is going to be interesting because it's being billed as a sort of uh, time-traveling Loki-like adventure type show. And it's going to be like badass Loki doing cool things throughout the ages. Chaotic evil Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of explaining it. Uh, summer 2021. This is very, for us, we're animation nerds. This can be really cool. So Marvel has a long-running series called What If? And this whole series is like, what if this so-and-so happened? And it's totally different from the main canon of the Marvel comics. So it's coming to the MCU. So there's going to be an animated series called What If? on Disney+. And then they're bringing back all the major actors uh, A-list actors reprising their roles to voice the characters in this. Uh, the first... Uh, God, Disney has so much fucking money. I know. So the first the first, uh, uh, the first, first episode is rumored to be, what if Peggy Carter got the super serum instead of uh, Captain America? Which I would have been totally down for. Yeah, that could have been cool. So we'll know. So if you are interested in that, watch the what if show. I mean, I'm going... You know I'm going yes. to. <laughs> uh, fall 2021, Hawkeye. Uh, so this is going to be um, Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye passing the torch to uh, 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 Jamie Bishop. Um, Kelly Bishop. Yes. Um, I'm, so I'm not familiar with the new Hawkeye series, um, but apparently it's very good. Very, very good. I have not read it. And what's really interesting is that um, the before they announced any of this, the logo for the TV show is the same logo used in the comic book. So that's how people knew that it's going to be Hawkeye sort of passing the torch yep. to the new Hawkeye. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool if you're a Hawkeye person. And then to round out phase four, we have Thor 4, Love and Thunder. What makes this special is that Taika Waititi is returning who did 
uh, Thor Ragnarok, which was excellent. One Love of that. my favorite Marvel movies. Love that movie. Period. Very well done. Um, and Natalie Portman is returning to the Thor world, and she's actually going to become Thor. She is going to become a female Thor, which is a... Which com- is technically, I think in the comic canon... Thor is just like a title, so she's yes. technically just Thor. Yes, so she's taking uh, the mantle, and that's gonna be um, that's gonna be based off the um, sort of Jane Foster Thor series. And there's like different there's different characters who have gotten to be Thor before, but it's gonna be mostly focused on that. Um, and it's gonna be interesting where they go from there. That's gonna be really really cool. Um, can't believe Natalie Portman came back. Well, I mean, when they said, like, you get to be Thor, I'm sure Natalie Portman was like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, like. That's going to be cool. And like, I, you get to be Thor, and you get to work with Taito Waititi, and you yeah. get that Disney money. And I bet I bet it's like, it will be a nice way to sort of phase out um, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Like, yeah, Chris Hemsworth, for sure. Because I'm sure he's tired. and He's, he's like, like, I'm out. Yeah, and this will be a good way to, like, give the torch to someone else, and he can sort of, you know, retire from the Marvel. MCU. Um, anyway, so that's very exciting and very, very cool. Not only did we get that, we also got some hints for what comes after. And one of the, the first big one is that, um, Mahershala Ali came out and everyone's like, what the fuck was happening? And he put on a cap with the words blade written on it. That's right. Blade is coming to the MCU. Blade is uh, a very, very famous Marvel character because of the movies He'd been a minor character in the comic books, but he got his own movies in the late 90s, early 2000s. The first two movies are amazing. People love them. Guillermo del Toro uh, uh, got one of his starts making the second movie. So these two movies are well-beloved. A lot of people know Blade, the character, from these movies. The third movie was kind of horrible. Actually, very horrible. Uh, so it sort of like hurt the character a little bit, but it's been a long while, Um and it's good to it, it's kind of full circle because Blade was the very first before Spider Man. Yep. Blade was the very first successful Marvel movie character. Wesley Snipes walked yes. so that everybody else could run. Exactly. It's <laughs> it's true. It really is. So it's kind of full circle that Blade is coming back to the MCU. Uh, obviously, that's going to be Phase Five because Phase Four is um, everything that was announced. And the other things coming out, of course, are Black Panther 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Spider-Man 3, and all the other sequels that the normal movies get anyway. So things are happening. Then, before they wrapped it up, they also hinted at Fantastic Four and X-Men, which I am very hyped for. I am very excited. Hype, hype, hype. So that was a lot of news uh, uh, that I just threw out there. Thoughts and feelings. Uh, part of the big discussion is, is this the most diverse Marvel has ever been? Which is, yes, duh, obviously. Uh, but what does that mean? Uh, can they still do better? Is this very good? Um, are they covering up for some of, maybe some of their more glaring mistakes that they've made in the past? Cough, Doctor Strange. Cough. Uh, so it's like, I don't know. How are you feeling about this? Love the diversity. There could yes. always be more because like yes. a majority of the people still white. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, in, but it is special to know. I think like a lot of women are the leads for these. Yes. Movies, lots really of great. lots of female leads, which is yes. interesting. Um, I'm excited to see the Eternals. That seems cool. Yeah. That seems the wildest of all. That of seems the, the wildest out of all of them. And I'm very excited for that movie. Yeah. Um, what else do I think is and like. 
again, they took like a big, it's a huge, it's a stacked cast. They took a risk on the director. I'm like, yes, I'm down. I like um, that they're doing that because Mar- same. Marvel had been known for like tightly controlling the directors so much so that like big directors have left their movies. Like Edgar Wright left Ant-Man, yeah. which was crazy. So it's so, great that they're branching out and they're trying it, new things. It is. They're going to do a horror movie. They're That's gonna wild. Do, yeah. That was one thing I want to talk about. Marvel horror movie. Yes. I'm into it. Me too. But it is a little weird because, um, well, actually, before I get to it, yes, I'm very excited. I love horror movies. As you know, I love horror movies. So that they're going to do, I'm sure it's not going to be like a traditional horror movie. Like it's still going to be. Definitely not. It's, it's not going to be rated R or anything. It's still going to be PG-13. Oh, yeah. Like they still want kids coming to see it. But it's going to be more spooky than your normal Marvel I want spooky Marvel. I want it. Uh, but anyways, the reason I say it's kind of weird is because uh, before Disney bought Fox, there was supposed to be another first Marvel horror movie. I think it was called New Mutants or something like that. Something Mutants. And for some weird reason, like I saw that the trailer came out for it. Uh, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones is in it. Um, I think the guy from Stranger Things is in it. So like a lot of big name actors are in it. But the movie's been stuck in development hell, and it's been, like, reshot and re-edited, and, like, things are happening to that movie. And has it even... It, it hasn't been released, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, it's just stuck somewhere. It's stuck somewhere. It says that it has a... Tw- Google says 2020 release date. Okay. Well, so if that comes out, technically, that will be the very first Marvel horror movie. So we'll, we'll see about that. That's interesting. Very fascinating stuff there. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm, I'm with you. I am so excited for this next phase. I've, I think we had a, in, on this podcast specifically, we had this reputation for not necessarily being the, the nice, kindest, the kindest to Marvel movies. Yeah, because, okay, here's the thing, though. I stand by it. They <laughs> had a period where they got stale and yeah. then Thor and Black Panther happened, and I was like, all right, I'm back. Things have... You know what I mean? I will say that the movies have gotten significantly better. I agree. Significantly They're taking more risks, because they're like, oh, yeah. We're, you know, like, we might not be losing money, but people are... People were saying all the same stuff that we were saying. Like, it was a long-standing thing. It was like, it's a Marvel movie. Is it going to be good? No. Are they going to take my money? Yeah. And eventually, that would have led to, oh, it's going to be a Marvel movie. It's not that good. I'll just wait. Yes. So, and the cool thing about it, so, like, they had a great ending for Avengers, and they did a lot of great stuff. But the the cool thing about it is that you can sort of see the change with Thor. It was truly with Thor. Because when Thor went from Dark World, which was... Hot garbage, Shit. hot garbage, and change to a Ragnarok. That I almost, that in Guardians of the Galaxy, you could sort of tell like there was a shift happening. Um, so I am very excited for what is coming next for Marvel. And the crazy thing is that Marvel is so huge and so important. Uh, Avengers, by the way, just cr- crossed the bazillion dollar mark and is num- now the number one over Avatar for a most successful movie of all time wild 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 so avengers really that movie uh but marvel really that studio marvel has become marvel that studio dude so dominant that them releasing their release dates and their phase is huge news i mean it was everywhere like the national news was running phase four stuff that's crazy because it is so important like 
you can plan your schedule around Marvel movies now. You can be like, okay, well, this is happening. It is here and there. And like, you can make a whole schedule out of it. That's wild. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. So I'm excited. Yeah. I just think it's crazy that they have like so many productions going at once. Oh yeah. Wild. They, and, and Kevin and Kevin Feige is like puppet master extraordinaire. Right. I'm like, how the fuck do you keep all yeah, this straight? How are they doing all that? I don't know. Amazing team over there. Uh, wish him all the best. And I hope every, I'm sure, I'm sure with all these coming out, not everything will be a hit, but it's still awesome that yeah. it's coming out. Um, and I'm very, very excited. Just me personally for a fantastic four movie and go a see, yeah. X-Men movie. Go see all the stuff that has women and people of color at least as lead characters, except for yeah. black widow. Cause I couldn't care less. Oh, oh wow. Okay. It's ScarJo, man. I'm, I'm. She wants to go play a tree. She can go play oh, a yeah, tree. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, moving on. Uh, so that has been our Comic Con roundup. I'm sure we missed something. There's a lot going on. Uh, but, but we talked about the stuff we cared about. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So Comic Con 2019, kind of a big year. Kind of a big year. Yeah. Uh, Man, just for Steven Universe alone, I know, honestly. <laughs> honestly, but winner in my book. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, so we're we're going to shift focus now. We're going to review a movie. Um, and I don't know how long or short this will be. We have not pre-discussed this at all. We, we just, just found out that we, we have both, both watched so this So we're like, movie. we should, we really need to talk about it. Uh, so we're going to do a movie review for Midsommar movie by Ari Aster. Um, the mind behind hereditary, the mind behind hereditary, which is a movie we both very much enjoyed, which is the reason that, uh, I went to go see this movie. He really was the only reason I went to go see this movie because of how I felt about hereditary. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So this next section of our podcast will be a review of the movie Midsommar. Um, so if you've not seen this movie, turn off our podcast, go watch it, come back, Um, And then we can go from there. If not, we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, All right. Let's get into this movie. Um, So like I said, not very structured review here, but just this movie isn't very structured either. So what are some thoughts and feelings on this movie? Because this is a very divisive movie. It is a device. And like I understood after I watched it, I was like, oh, I get why this is divisive. Right. I understand. Right. I was telling Edgar earlier that, you know, I wasn't really, I didn't really care for the way they sort of. The beginning of the movie. The beginning of the movie didn't care. I, I thought like. The tragedy that happens is super effective. Oh my like, god! And the the music and the way is it's shot. Fucked up. It's dark. It's super dark. Very dark. So I think that in itself is was super effective. But like, really, the only connection they had to the thing happening was like the sister has bipolar disorder, and to make that sort of like connection is just problematic in itself. There's like no other reason, right? I, so, so I personally didn't read it that way, but that's just how I saw it. But I can totally see how you saw it that way. Like yeah. I, I can totally see that. Um, but it's a very shocking beginning. It's very shocking. Very shocking beginning, and that's sort of par for the course with Ari. Yeah. Like he, uh, he hits you over the head. Yes. And then he's just like, "All right, it's gonna be slow burn from here right, on out." Right. But right. this came like super early. I feel like with Hereditary. 
it was like 20 minutes into the movie. Yes, when, right? that, when the big thing happened. When happens, the big thing happened. Sure. This was like off the bat. Yes. So, oh, actually, before we get into it, what is this? Like, we should do a quick, like, synopsis of what this movie is oh, about. Shit, yeah. Uh, so, it's like a group of American uh, graduate students go to Sweden to observe a Swedish, like, uh, uh, summer solstice summer solstice festival. festival at a commune that's sort of like and then things go wrong that's sort of like the uh, uh, uh um, the, the the basics of the story and what's really funny is that Ari, Ari actually got the um, job to do this movie while he was doing hereditary and the story that he was given was he had to make a movie about a group of young Americans who go to Sweden and go to a, a summer solstice festival and get killed. That was all. That was the outline that he got. And Midsommar was the movie that we received from that outline, which is wild. Uh, it's also wild to think about, like, someone gave him this. Like, that's the outline. And he managed to turn it into what he did. You know? Yeah. Impressive. Like, that's, that's totally impressive. Because he could have easily done, like, a body torture movie. Like, you know, Americans go to Europe and things go wrong. But that's not. Yeah, really... it could have been like a straightforward right. thing, and that's but... not what really what this movie. But honestly, is. after Hereditary, I was like, all right. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, so that's the basics of the movie, and we are following the lead uh, actress Florence Pugh, um, who plays. Let me bring out her name, Danny. Danny. Um, I watched and, it last night, so it's yeah, very fresh. So, wow, you watched it last night? Yeah, man. So her and her boyfriend and um, and a group of graduate students go to Sweden after this like tragic, horrible accident happens. Um, and then like part of the part of the story too, of course, is about their frayed relationship. Danny and her boyfriend, played by Jack Raynor as Christian. Um, and the beginning of the movie is like Jack thinking about breaking up with her and then that this ho- thing happens this thing happens and he he can't break up with her yeah but the relationship is obviously not doing well um and then they decide because when relationships don't go well what do couples decide they decide to go on a huge trip because that's great for a relationship on the rocks that's always great to do um yeah so now now that we have all the basics out of the way what'd you think of this movie Man, I'm still <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it right now. How to feel. I think like the beginning put a sour taste in my mouth. But other than that, I'm kind of in. I was kind of into it for the rest of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and honestly, in comparison to Hereditary, like I wasn't as stressed. Hereditary was a movie that it was. I didn't find it that scary, but it. I was so stressed the entire mm. movie like i was on the mm. edge of my seat i was just waiting for something i was just very tense yeah Mids- midsummer by comparison was like i'm just here i'm chilling that's interesting that's def- I, I still liked it but i wasn't like ooh, ooh, something's gonna happen something's gonna happen something's gonna happen like i don't and because mm. things i feel like things at a steady pace kept happening yeah and like some of it was just sort of like fucked up was but everyone was in on it some of it was fucked up but like not a lot of people were in on it so it there were varying degrees yeah i, I mean it's, but there were some scenes that i were like i was like man that was super effective it to me it was well one it's very fascinating because it's a horror movie that takes place in the day the yeah. whole because it takes it's you know it's in sweden it's so far up north that 
for six months, it's all sunlight. Midnight sun, baby. Right. So it's summer. So it's always sunny. Of course, they amp it up for the movie. Like it's it's not that sunny yeah. all the time. There were some shots where we I was like, like, "Come on, like there, no." Yeah, there were some shots where I was like, "Ooh, the white balance. It, yeah. This is very bright right now." Yes. Yes. Um, I I was blown away by this movie. I uh, to me, this movie, I I couldn't even tell you. Like I am, st- I am still trying to process what I witnessed. It's funny you like, say this movie's it, about a lot it wasn't, of shit. It, you're right though. It wasn't scary. It was disturbing, hands down. Of course, it was disturbing. Um, and there's a lot of uh, 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 really fucked up shit that happens that is just not like is not okay. And that's why like audiences are so upset and split with this movie because the marketing makes it seem like it's a standard. You know, kids go like college students yeah. go to a festival and start dying, and that's not really what this movie is. Even it's though that same, happens, yeah, and it's it's the same thing they did with the Hereditary. Trailer. Exactly, like, this is a straightforward horror movie, right? And like that's not what this movie is. But that's not what this movie is about. This movie is about a breakup, and it's like yeah. the most fucked up breakup story that you can get. The most fucked up breakup and, story. Um, you know, so to me, like I was viewing it under that sort of guise the entire time, and it worked for me. The, the scenes where Christian is, you know, making uh, Danny seem like she's the one at fault spoke true to me. That's something that happens in relationships. Oh, where one, yeah. Where one partner makes the other person, you know, yeah. one, one person has it's, like one person feels a certain way. And then the other person makes the person feel bad for feeling that certain way that happened in this movie. It's oh, yeah. such like a realistic and a, a, a horrible way. And I was just like. Yeah, the way they played it, I was like, ooh, this is like a real conversation. And I'm like very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Like, like, so besides all the like horrific stuff happening around, it's that sort of internal yeah. stuff. And it's one of those things where like the boyfriend is obviously just very self self centered oh, and yeah. self serving. Oh, and yeah. like Absolutely. And everyone in this movie has that their own like their own thing that leads to their downfall. Yeah. And Christian, the boyfriend is very self-centered. He's really only thinking about himself. Um, and he very obviously did not, his heart wasn't fully in this relationship with Danny to begin with. And he falters and it leads to his death and Danny's ultimate decision to sacrifice him. And Danny's sort of journey through this movie is in her own fucked up way, being accepted by this commune this group and finding a family because she literally just lost, lost her, fa- her lost everyone lost her family and she's finding a home here and, and she, she's cutting off the last like connection to that past life which is christian, christian. yeah and it like truly if she had been supported in her grief right in you know the ways that you should support someone in their grief especially right. after their entire freaking Fam- family, family dies, dies. then you know, maybe it would have turned out different, but she found like acceptance and closure at this commune. There's a scene, a very effective scene where Danny is crying and there is a huddle of women around her also emoting and just like trying to feel pain with her. And like a lot of that scene was so good. Yeah. That's, Ari is a master of showing us grief and people going through grief. Yeah. The lo- and grief for major things, the loss of a family, a cheating boyfriend, like horrible things that could happen to you. And he is he's a master at it. Like him showing that was 
that scene, that scene blows like blows you away when you see that. And you're so like, good. Wow. And all the things it's a complicated when you think about it, it's a complicated scene. Um, when you're thinking about it, like things are happening in one building, then they have the camera has to move to the next building where this like huge group of actors have to come to this building. Like the technicality of all of it is masterful. Yeah. It's so well done. Um, there are horror elements to this movie. Of course, it is still a horror movie. Um, but surprisingly, not a lot of gore. You don't see a lot of the deaths. You really don't. You do see two there is very, a lo- there's two very like graphic in the, deaths. In early in the movie, yes, they show you like two very graphic, graphic deaths. deaths. Yes, which I think that's the point in the movie that splits audiences. I feel like a lot of people, a at lot that of people, point were not movie, into that. So at that point in the movie, um, well, since we're doing a spoiler review, um, when the couple jumps off and sacrifices themselves from the um, from from the commune and the cliff because they're they so in this commune when they reach a certain age when they reach like 72 they instead of going through instead of suffering through old age they just sacrifice themselves and that's sort of seen as a very good thing in the community and people support it and so the you know they this couple jumps off and they fall to their death. One of them dies instantly, but the man falls and he just breaks his legs and he's still not dead. And we get a prolonged scene of um, his head getting bashed in to kill him. Yeah. And it is and this horrific. Com- and this community also emotes yeah, when people are going through the pain. Right. And it's horrific. Like, it is a horrific scene. And I feel that that scene loses people because... Some people are like, when that happens, why wouldn't you just leave? Like, why wouldn't you just go away? And, which, and to be I fair, understand. there are two characters that do. Yeah. And they end up dying anyway. But the other thing, the other reason it loses people is because of how graphic it is. It is, ta- like, horror movies today are in the dark, and they hide a lot of the gore and horror. Um, and they're not to this level. Like, this movie. This was, like, in the daylight. And extreme. To, it, it may have been too much, honestly. This movie originally received an NC-17 yeah, because of how graphic it was. And that scene in particular, you can it's tell pretty, that, that You can tell they had to cut it to get graphic. to the R. Um, yes. And it involves a lot of head trauma. Because you see like the head special. And uh, Ari is a master at head trauma. He oh loves my head God. trauma. He loves, Man head, loves head trauma. Man loves head trauma. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I... A lot of people didn't like this movie. One of our closest friends, former co-host of this show, really hates this movie. And honestly, I don't blame him. I can totally see his point of view. Um, personally, it reached me in a way that I didn't think it would, but it did. Um, it Because it's different. It's very different from Hereditary. If you're coming in expecting Hereditary, that's not what you're going to get here but you can tell it's the same you can tell it's the same visionary voice behind it yeah because essentially hereditary while it was about one thing it was like primarily a family drama right and this movie is the same like while it is about like yeah americans go to sweden and things go wrong it is a movie about a faltering faltering relationship and a breakup right um, yeah, and as someone who's been through tough breakups, and you see that like this is the ultimate like revenge, like horror, horror horrific breakup movie to think of, and you're like, whoa. Um, but it's something we we all can relate to. Yeah. We've all had a loss of a relationship, and not necessarily it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship, but the the loss of 
uh, a friendship, a familiar relationship, the breakdown of a relationship is so um, traumatic to us. And sometimes we don't accept it. We don't process it. And this is what that movie is, her processing that loss of her family, the relationships with her family, her friends, and most, you know, most evocatively, the, the loss of her um, relationship with Christian. And that's why she chooses at the end to become one with the community and to sacrifice Christian. Um, and that was also a very horrific scene where they stuff him inside a bear and they burn him oh, inside yeah. this uh, 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 sacrifice yeah. house pretty much with a and bunch like, of dead bodies. They basically paralyze him to like right. put him in this bear, right. but two other members of the commune volunteer yes. as sacrifices. And that's also very effective because yeah. they're sitting there they're happy that they're able to serve their community, and then the fire gets them. Yeah, and it's like, oh, and then they, everyone outside starts to feel their pain. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a wild movie. Um, it for me it worked. Um, do I recommend it to like just your normal average viewer? No. Someone walked out on my screening, and then at the very end, there's a, a, a person who was very vocal in her dislike of the movie (laughs) and like people were not happy with this movie and I don't blame them. Um, very similar reactions to hereditary, but in a different way, in a different way. Cause I feel like hereditary, even if you did not appreciate the beginning of the movie, the very last 20 minutes are so incredibly intense that people were just too shaken to even formulate thoughts. And they just sort of walked out stunned you know, in a stunned silence. And here you've already sort of made up your mind by the time you get to that ending. And yeah. when you get to that ending, you're like, fuck this movie or wow, I'm going to be thinking about this movie for a long time. And I landed in, I'm going to be thinking yeah. about this movie for a long time. That was just my take on it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely really liked this movie for the most part. I thought I didn't like it last night because the beginning left a sour taste in my mouth. But yeah. the more I think about it, the more I'm like, actually though. Yeah. <laughs> this was done. Yeah, exactly. And my whole thing is like, there are movies like there are not movies being made like this. Yeah. And that to me is so special. And I love me just some good original content. Oh yeah. It's not a sequel. No one decided that we needed to make a hereditary two. Nope. And like, I'm very happy Which would about not have it. Worked. It would not have worked at no, all. No, no, no. But like, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. it's a cool. Yeah. He, to me, Ari continues to be that new director that I watch out for anything he does. I yeah. want to see. Um, and Jordan Peele co-signed this movie. So, you know, that's true. He did. He did. He was just like, funny. this movie is great. It's so fucked up. <laughs> it's so fucked up. It's disturbing. It's, it, it's, it's good. I, for me, I can't think of, uh, another effective in the day horror movie, um, that wasn't necessarily about a, like, or wasn't necessarily a straight horror. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's such a weird mix of a movie, but for me it worked, but I understand if it doesn't work for most people. Um, I think it's still like we checked the Rotten Tomatoes for it. Surprisingly, like the critics still really like this movie. It's in the eighties, but I think the audience score is hovering low in the sixties. Yeah, so man. audiences are not it. necessarily into this, but if not as against, ex- not as against it as we thought. Yeah. I mean, like I get it that if you go in expecting your standard horror movie, right. You ain't going to get that. No. And no. like, I will say I wasn't as like stressed during this movie right. as I was during hereditary. Right. Um, 
but I think this movie was definitely like, a, ooh, what's going to happen next? And I was yeah. wondering, like, what's going to happen to Danny? Like, yes. what's the deal here? Yep. Yep. Did, and I was what, pleasantly surprised by the way it went. So did you think the ending, Did were you, pre, what ending did you think was going to happen? I mean, I, I honestly didn't know. Like, I yeah. knew this was a matter of just like, all right, these are obviously like, Americans who have come in, their sacrifices, like that yeah. much I had pretty much, su- that I had pretty much sussed out. Right, right. But I didn't know what, like, Danny as the main character, what part she was going to play, like, if she. Right. And then, qui- sure, I think once she, once it was like, oh, you're May Queen, it's like, oh shit, they're trying to bring her in. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they're recruiting her to come in. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, if you've not seen the movie and you just listen to this podcast for some, I don't know why. Uh, go see. I say go see it if you are ready for this kind of movie. If you are not, stay away. Yeah. It's it's not for you. If you like Hereditary, you'll probably like this movie. I I would say so. You know. Yes. yes. But that's not necessarily the case. It's we, not necessarily the case. Uh, we but... know some people that did not that love Hereditary that did not like this. Yes, that's so true. It is possible, but um, yeah. If, if you are so inclined to check out a movie like this anyway, there's no reason not to. Go check it out. Um, support original indie movies. Like, well, not that indie, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Check check it out. See see it. That's see a, the movie. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a hard movie to review because it's just so different from your normal movie. It's like a slow, it's a slow burn for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, well, that was good. That was our podcast for the week. Um, you got some Comic-Con stuff and a movie review. So you, you got a lot of stuff there. So we hope you, we hope you enjoyed it. I know we've been gone for a while. Um, awesome. Well, we will um, uh, really, we really appreciate it when you like our show. Uh, let us know how we are doing. Um, I know we're back, but let us know how, how you felt about this episode. That means a lot to us too. Um, and the new thing I'm trying, share the show with your friends and family. If you like the show, share it with your friends and family. Um, cause that getting the word of mouth out there is probably the most helpful way to share our show. So if you like our show, you appreciate our show, help us out and share it with your friends and family. All right, that has been our show for the week, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.